back to another episode of Stand Out But Please Fit In. My name is Abby, and if you're new to this channel, this podcast is all about how to stand up in a society that wants you to fit in. And since I live in Japan, I also talk about cultural differences between Japan and the rest of the world. So before we get on to today's topic, I wanted to kind of talk about me getting a pop filter for this mic. So, right now, I currently use the blue snowball ice, and I found a pop filter on Merukari, which is like a used consignment store website. store. So, I kind of been obsessed with using it. I found this pop filter because when I'm actually editing this podcast episode, I feel like my P's and the T's are kind of. Not sounding really well. So, hopefully,、um, while I edit this today, the sound is okay. But we'll see. Anyway, so today's episode is all about my visa store in Japan. So, the reason why I decided to do this episode is I think a lot of people who are foreigners living in Japan, and even if you lived in a foreign country, everyone has. A story when it comes to how they got their visa and what types of visa. And everyone has their own stories when it comes to getting your visa at another country. Some are really easy and some they had to work really hard for application. So, this is just me and what my experience is and what, how many visas I had since I lived in Japan, which was a little over. Seven years ago. So, if you're interested, please keep listening. And so, let's just get started. So, as I mentioned in my previous podcast episodes, I came to Japan in October of 2013. So, it's a little over seven years. And 2013, I decided to go to grad school in Japan. So, that's where my journey started. For Japan, for any visa, if you're planning on coming to Japan, For long term stay, you need to apply for a visa abroad first. But when you apply for a visa abroad, you need to get a certificate of eligibility. So that's when your work or your school or anybody that supports you n e e d to sponsor you. So I was still living in the US. I applied for, well, because I already got into grad school, so the university. Filled in the application for a certificate of eligibility for me, and all I had to do was print it out and go to the embassy or consulate in your country. In my case, it was the US, and just submit the form. You give your passport and you wait a few months. Usually, when you already applied for a school or you already have a job, it's easy to get an approval, so it's fine, but still. Depending on why you're coming to Japan, that could be like a little bit of difficulty. But I know、um, certificate of eligibility, I think it took around two to three weeks for the school to send it to me. And going to the embassy to get my visa, it took probably around a few weeks. I think it was like two weeks. So this was、um, a few, like a few month process of me getting a visa. And you definitely have to go to the consulate or an embassy. So, once I got the visa, so the visa is actually sealed in your passport. 
So that's when you're able to come into the country. So I came to Japan in end of September of 2013. So when you're flying and you're flying through a bigger airport such as Narita, Osaka, um, Kansai to be exact, or Fukuoka. So when you're going through the immigration, they actually print and give you the residence card over there. So that's really easy. That's going to be your residence card that you pretty much carry around. So you're, it's, it's one form of ID that's super important. And if you're coming into like a smaller airport, because I went to school in Sendai, so a lot of my classmates flew in to Sendai airport. So they did not get the card. So they had to go to the immigration office to actually get the card. So for people that are coming into bigger airports, when you get your residence card, your address is actually not printed on that. So you have to get your address on the card. And what you have to do for that is pretty sure you already have a place to live before you're coming into Japan. So once you have the address, you go to your city office, your ward office, or depending on the place you live, then you have to actually register your residency that you live in a certain city. And that's when you hand out your residence card and they actually handwrite your address for you. So this is the first time when you first come into the country. But every other time when you're reapplying or extending your visa, then you get your residence card with your address printed out. So um, for me, because I was doing my master's for grad school, my visa was for two years and three months. So that's usually the case for grad students when you feel a master's student and I think for PhD it's usually three years and three months so the extra three months they give you just so you can kind of prepare yourself for your next step whether you go back to your own country or you actually live and work or whatever so within that two years of my grad school I didn't have to worry about any immigration stuff but so I graduated in September of 2015. So after two years, and my next step was already decided I was going to go to my full-time employee. But because I graduated in September, unlike March, so for regular Japanese students, it's school year, same as a fiscal year. It's from April to March. But a lot of foreigners, because a lot of the foreign schools are from summer I think beginning of fall to end of like summer right I think so um they actually my was in the foreign program so I actually graduated in September but I start work in April so I had six months of time and I actually had the privilege to work as a research assistant at one of the laboratories at my university, which was such a good experience. I'm so glad that my professors were able to give me that opportunity because I actually had such a fun time. Did not have to worry about being a student, but I was able to research and I don't have to worry about the full-time employee. But I had to change my visa because I was no longer a student, but I was technically a full-time employee. So 
I obviously for this time too, it's a change of status. So it's similar to extending your visa, but obviously you need different paperwork. Because I was working for a university, the, uh, the additional documents, the supported documents that I needed, they were able to give me and I had to fill in the application. Actually, you know what? The secretary of my laboratory filled it in for me, which was so grateful. I feel like university is so much better than industry, which I will explain it a little bit later. So I actually was a research assistant for six months, but because I work for a university, I got a resident status of professor, which is super cool. Till this day, it's still my favorite residency status in Japan because I don't even have a PhD, so I'm technically not a doctor, but because you work for a university, they give you a professor status. Super cool. I was like, hmm, okay. So I had that residency status for one year because I was only working at the laboratory for six months. Funny story about that is I went to India within that time to see my family and when I was coming back to Japan obviously you have to show your residence card because it is your visa and the immigration guy was saying hey are you really a professor because you don't look like one <laughs> so anyways um kind of give me that status which is super cool but yeah so um that was a super cool res residency card for me but if you're not a fraud like me JK um if you're really a doctor or and you have a PhD, you are working at a university, you do get that professor residence status. Yeah, so I started my work at the full-time employee in April 2016. So I had to change my visa again. So I have to get my paperwork from the company as a supporting document and I had to fill it in the application for again change of status. And this time I switched my visa to engineer specialist in humanities and international service. So most people who are working for an industry should get this visa, especially for a big Japanese industry. And you should not be able to have an issue with getting rejected because your company is well established you should have a proper documents with your company status and obviously there are some stuff that you do need to fill up but it's not going to be so hard to get even like a five-year visa which is like what I got so usually it's one three or five years and it's not that difficult, but the one thing that I found different compared to the university is you have to do everything on your own. I know um, they give you the paperwork if you ask for it, but you have to fill up your own application by yourself. You usually have to go twice. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention this, but when you go change your status or extend your visa, you go once to give all your documents and they give you like a slip and so you have to fill in your address to a postcard and they mail you the postcard once, once your visa is ready. Then you go back to the immigration office with the revenue stamp. That's the form of payment, not cash, no credit card. It has to be a revenue stamp. Usually you can get that at a post office. So twice you have to go and everything you have to do it on your own. 
especially going into the immigration office. Sometimes you can pay a lawyer and do it for you, but most of the times I always do it by myself. The difference between the university and industry is every paperwork that you have to fill it in, you have to do it by yourself. For university, they actually do it for you, which is super nice. Yeah, so um, I had this engineer specialist in humanities and international service visa for three years, I think, since April 2016. So if you're an engineer or non-engineering major, you have the same visa. It's considered as one working visa. But So I had it for three years. And in the meanwhile, I got married. So that was in 2017. But I kept my... Working visa for till till 2019 because I was not living with my husband at the time, and getting a spousal visa, spouse to Japanese national visa was the next step. And the reason why that's a huge step is for the working visa, you can only work in the industry that you have a degree in. So if you wanted to do another work. You're not able to go into that industry. So, but if you have a spouse visa, you don't have that limit. So you can work whatever you want. So for me, if I even though I have an engineering degree, if you want to work, if I want to go into marketing, I could do that now. So I got my spouse visa in 2019, and I waited till I lived with my husband. And for that one. You have to be legally married in both of your countries. So when we first got married officially, we got married under Japanese government, right? But we still have to get married under Indian government, and that took us like a year after because there was so much paperwork. I think I'm going to do another episode on international marriages. It's a whole nother topic. If anybody's interested, I will make a topic about this. But So many paperwork that I need needed because I'm your sponsor is your husband now. Your husband have to have a proper income, paying for taxes, and even you have to show proof that you're married or like you're in a loving relationship. So we have to show a picture. We we have to send a pictures. Um, obviously you need even the whole marriage process was a lot of work. So. In addition to that, getting that visa is another step. So,、um, when we first got this visa, we only got approved for one year. So that was kind of annoying because I have to come back again within a year to get an extension. While for the working visa, I already had five years, so a little bit annoying. But the next year that I went to extend my visa, I was able to get three years, which is. Very actually rare to get a three year visa within the first extension. I think it's because you know my husband has a proper setting job and I also have a proper job where we both have incomes. So and we're all paying taxes. So I think it's a really rare case. Not a lot of couples can get three years. And the reason why three year is very important is you if you want. To get a permanent residency, you need to have a three-year visa for your spouse visa, and that's probably that's definitely going to be the next step for me. Which is, yeah. So I think it's like now. So my husband and I have been married for more than three years now. So it is time 
that I can apply for permanent residency. So we'll see. I'll keep you updated. And yeah, so getting married to a Japanese person is a it's kind of like a shortcut to getting a visa. So I mean, I'm not telling anybody to get married to a Japanese person, but there is another way that people can get permanent residency faster and from work if you have a working visa and which is the next step is getting the high skilled working visa. And it's based on the point system. I know you can look it up online and you need at least 70 points. For example, if you went to university in Japan and if you have the Japanese language proficient skill, you have to have an M1. No, actually, technically, you don't need to have an M1. If you have an M1, you get a higher point. And if you're in academics, you have few papers published. If you're in an industry, you worked at one company for a certain amount of years or age also matters. So once uh, one of the podcast episodes that I've done, I did mention about the Japanese language proficient test and you don't need that test to get a job. But for visa purpose, if you want the high, highly skilled visa, then you will. it's better to consider getting the test and get the highest N1 certificate. And if you have that uh, it's easier to get the 70 point system where you can be qualified for the highly skilled visa. And having that highly skilled visa is another way to for fast track to apply permanent residence. Anyway, so that is my visa story in Japan. And let me know what kind of stories you have with applying for visa in Japan or even in another country because I know I'm going to be honest getting a visa and residency status in Japan is a lot easier than some other countries my social media is listed down in the show notes and I'm curious actually so anyways I'll see you next week bye